Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things here. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, September the 17th, 2013. This is episode number 146 of Purple Mafia, which is on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. I am your host, Joey Awajan, or Paladino Joey, and with me is the man... Dylan Richardson, <laughs> the man. Oh, I, I, I'm so gracious in the, <laughs> and <laughs> and and the 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 love that you're sharing with me right now. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> especially after that game, right? <laughs> oh, geez, that game. Well, that was <laughs> that was interesting, and we're gonna talk a little bit about that game. A, a little bit, only a little though. We're gonna. We're going to try to focus more on... Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> try to focus more on Cleveland. You know, that's uh, that's going to be the highlight of the season. Yes. Ooh, that, that's going to be tough. <laughs> that, that, uh, that might be tough. I mean, there's <laughs> like two players to focus on on the entire team. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> both of them are on offense, so... <laughs> One of them's a, a backup quarterback, and the other is a running back that isn't really that good yet yeah <laughs> well that's the cleveland preview just about no <laughs> well, there's there now the cleveland preview is finished yeah uh, at least until the second segment but that's about what it's gonna sound okay i shouldn't say that no, no. that's mean that's bad radio you so, know joey joey will you know hammer it out of the park you know it mm-hmm. gotta do our best here oh boy all right, so the Bears game. I mean, mm-hmm. final score thirty-one to thirty, and that's a tough loss for the Vikings. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing that you have to look forward to: is that generally a home team is given three points, mm-hmm. so to speak. So they have somewhat of a three-point advantage, uh, saying, you know, in the odds makers' eyes. So if you kind of follow that line, this could this you know. This could be a W at home. It could be, and I think it probably would have been, but, uh, well, I hope the Vikings do win at home later in the season. But, yeah, it's kind of one of those home-away type of situations, yet in a lot of ways. Talk about a game that was basically one that ended up not being one, just because of breakdowns defensively and obviously plays that were not made just a few minutes before that We'll call it the final drive. Jay Cutler has two of them already this year. Two for two. 
Yeah, the heart attack kid. Mr. Fourth Quarter, as ESPN likes to refer to him. Can you believe it? Yeah, Mr. Fourth Quarter. And it's funny, too, for back-to-back weeks for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, you know the song, The Heat Is On? (laughs) The The Heat heat is Is On. Yep, guess what? For, for the Vikings, the tease is on. The tease is on. Yeah, last week it was a 78-yard carry to pay dirt on the opening carry of the game for Adrian Peterson and for the Vikings. And the opening kickoff for the Minnesota Vikings. The tease is on. We are talking about a Cordero Patterson. Could this be a breakout week for him? And if it is, oh boy, Minnesota is going to pull off one of those spectacular road victories that they hardly get but they get them once in a while <laughs> okay that was bad but um well this was yeah it was a good indication but yeah go ahead oh playing on the road is hard to do in the nfl it's hard to win games even the great teams it's you know are, are not gonna not gonna win it uh away games mm-hmm. and to like to and, to, and to i'll just say this super brief not to digress but yeah look at seattle san francisco oh yes talk about losing on the road Yes, they uh, they were pretty much embarrassed, and Yikes. a lot of people laughed at me when I said, "Hey, it's going to be rough for San Francisco to go up there and win a game." Mm-hmm. Not many have, and in Russell Wilson's career, no one has. No one. It's uh, San Francisco. If they're going to live up to my prediction, they cannot cannot lose home field to Seattle when it comes to playoff time. That's the thing. They're going to have to split that game. But mm-hmm. you have to. Here we go. Getting sidetracked again, yep. huh, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Good thing it's like semi-related, but yeah. Uh, What's well, NFC talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hey. NFC Mafia. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, sorry, but yeah, that's definitely the case with San, San Fran Frico. But yeah, the tease is on. Cordero Patterson, 105-yard kick return, and it's like, wow, here we go. What a way to start the game, too, you know, and, and mm-hmm. watching it, I'm like, oh, great, down seven points from the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a monumental, uh, you know, thing to try to overcome right from the get-go. You're down seven points. Mm-hmm. And last week, the Detroit kicker, I was getting so pissed off, the whole game was just touchbacks, so Kurt Royal Patterson never could return anything. So, okay, now he returns one, and there it is. Percy Harvin's back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, minus yeah. the headaches and the hip problems and the pissing and moaning and the yep. constant distraction and the attitude. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the attitude and the this and the that, the never ending laundry list of uh, baggage that mm-hmm. comes with that guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then the, the reciprocation there, Devin Hester uh-huh, yep. almost to the house. And you almost could feel like something was gonna happen when he came back out when he came out on the field. He was like gesturing to the crowd, like now it's my turn, yeah. And he's like mm-hmm. trying to do, you know, get loud, crowd, get loud, crowd. And in that moment, you can feel like, man, this could be like back to backs because he's pumped right now, and it almost was. It almost was. It was that eighty-yard return, and it's like, oh, great. Well, that nice touchdown, but yeah, the Bears are going to tie it up, aren't they? <laughs> They'll tie it up, or at least get a score. At least get something. Yep. And they tied it up. Ugh. Yes, they did. Devin Hester is a Viking killer. And, so this was yeah. this is definitely an interesting game because both teams scored on defense. Yes. And yes. Yeah. but my question to you, Joey, is mm-hmm. who's to blame? 
Who do you blame on the Viking side of the football for this loss? Ah, uh, yeah, and that's going to be the name of this episode, the blame game. Boy, yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question here because there's a lot of finger pointing uh, from fans and obviously players and coaches. Uh, Leslie Frazier blames himself. Uh, I can't blame Christian Ponder for really anything. <laughs> Believe it or not, last week you could blame him for a lot of stuff. Um, I right now, if I were man, <laughs> the linebackers I think were lousy just the whole game last week too. Right now, if I were to pick the goat of the whole thing, you know, and this is obviously a hint of where we're headed later on when we, you know, get to the near the end of the review, like the go to the week, whatever. I think it's Chris Cook. I, the guy's never done anything in this league other than have a domestic dispute. That's the highlight of his career. And he got highlighted quite a bit in this game, including a couple of touchdowns. You know, Mm -hmm. looking at statistic wise and watching the game, um, it looked almost like, the Bears had a slightly better quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the advantage right there. I mean, both mm-hmm. teams scored on defense. Uh, played fairly fairly well on defense, both both teams, except for, you know, that last big play with uh, with Bennett. The one leading up to the touchdown, that was the big play mm-hmm. uh, where they got that first down and, and goal right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were going to lose at that point. <laughs> you know, and the Adrian Peterson fumble... I'm not so sure if that's 100% on Adrian because if you watch the play, it's kind of stumbling, bumbling, uh, kind of like a, a, a muffed handoff. If you, if you watch it, mm-hmm. uh, Ponder yep. like actually gets caught up in, into Adrian's feet and actually winds up falling down. So I don't think that exchange ever really happened all that good. So, I mean, that's, that's on both of them. You, I can't really pin it square on Ponder, but it's and it's funny how in both games or both yeah in Detroit the same thing happened you know where it's kind of like it was kind of like a team fumble between Ponder and uh, Adrian Ponder bumped into uh, uh, Sullivan that's who it was kind of got stepped on or something like that kind of just clumsy and led to an Adrian fumble Adrian crushed Christian Ponder and then it happens again this week so it's like that figures. <laughs> Back-to-back weeks, that actually would happen. So, And they're crucial turnovers, without a doubt. Uh, also, again, on that final play, too, I might as well say it now just in case I forget later because it's just that's the way it goes sometimes when we get into the game reviews because there's just a billion variables to every win and loss. But, yeah, uh, the Vikings didn't have the correct set out there, and they knew they didn't, and no one called a timeout. <laughs> so, basically, you just you had the... You had people put in the wrong place, and but still, even at times when the wrong defense is in place, good players make plays, and that's where I still have blame on Chris Cook. Ultimately, um, the coaching was terrible, though terrible this game. But for the Vikings, Bears made a few questionable decisions here and there. That being Tressman, um, the the challenge late in the game on the Christian Ponder. You probably know what I mean. Christian Ponder's first down. That's some people may think that was a smart challenge. Some people don't. I'm kind of uh, this is very unradio like, but I'm kind of neutral on it. I guess. <sighs> you know, at first glance, yeah. I didn't. I was like, "What are they? Why are they challenging it?" And then they showed the yeah. replay. I'm like, "Oh, okay." That's what made me wonder. Yeah, because it's like 
the marker, it looked like he was behind that, you know, the little marker on the ground, the little arrow, whatever. But, oh, man. That didn't certainly didn't help the Vikings. Luckily, Adrian just stepped forward. That was it, basically. But it was the next series that... And I like that for Moxie. They were like, okay, well, screw your challenge. We're coming out here on fourth down. We're going to run it down your throat. Mm-hmm. And they got it. It was just bing, like that. But unfortunately, that next play, you know, this is more... Obviously, more coaching is what drove me nuts. Is uh, It's just such a vanilla approach. I mean, Bill Musgrave is the worst offensive coordinator in football. And I I know that's classic, you know, getting pissed off at your team. And, you know, your, your offensive coordinator is the most hated man in town, along with the starting quarterback in most towns, unless it's Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. A-Rodge or Drew Brees or, or whatever, but... Unless your quarterback's one of those quote-unquote heroes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bill Musgrave, though, is the worst coordinator in football. I, I, I just, I mean, Daryl Bevel was better than this guy. At, at least you knew what the offense was. I mean, I don't even know what this offense is. It's it's make short dump passes and, and run here and there, and that's it. <laughs> it's called, we're going to try to ride Adrian Peterson's back into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And... It works sometimes, but not always. All on Miami Dolphins <laughs> in the Ricky Williams era. Oh, yeah. Uh, whoa, man. And then they even tried that with Ronnie Brown later. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And that got them, well, it got them basically where I hope the Vikings aren't headed, but I don't know. Lots of seven and nines. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what were you going to say? Sounded like you. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sounded like you were about to jump in there. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I mean, Bill Musgrave's the worst coordinator in football there. I said that six times. Sorry, but I'm sure the listeners appreciate that. Uh, but on a positive note, Joey, is yes, it, yes. uh, you know. You got fired? Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I've got positive for you. Yeah. O-line didn't do too bad. They only gave up one sack. Yes. And, you know, for the most part, they looked fairly decent. Uh, and, yeah. and on the other side of the ball, the Bears did. Looks like those two rookies are actually working out for them as well. Mm-hmm. It's like props to two O-lines. Like last year, the Bears O-line struggled pretty much the whole year. Jamarcus Webb got a tongue lashing from uh, uh, Christian Potter, excuse me, from Jay Cutler. And eventually wound up here, believe it or not. I haven't really seen him in purple yet. And the Vikings were the Vikings O line was horrendous all preseason. Just got destroyed in Detroit, as I like to call them, mm-hmm. and looked very good against Chicago. I was very happy, and I do think that obviously, I obviously that helped Christian Ponder in his significantly better performance in Chicago. I mean, when O lines play well, the quarterback obviously has. You know, a lot more time to throw the ball, make a play, do whatever. Maybe run for a first down, whatever it is. It's just plain and simple. The old-fashioned coaches will tell you the game's won in the trenches. That it is. And you know what? Both these teams are are looking up in that that department. And really the Bears are because um, that was just, like, the main problem with last season's whole departing with, you know, actually doing very well in the first half of the season to tanking. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, I still can't believe. I still can't believe the Bears didn't make the playoffs last year. Actually, as weird as that sounds. 
I'm still. They were robbed. They were robbed by the Vikings. Hey, but you know what? You got to win games to get in. Vikings Mm -hmm. did it. Mm -hmm. And who knows what's going to happen again? You know, this is actually. I'm I'm really liking this because this means that there's definitely, despite the 0-2 record by the Vikings, Mm -hmm. um, this means to me that there is actual fight in this team. Yeah, and we already know what the other teams are going to be like, and this is going to be a really tough division. And I, th- I think that, I think that the Vikings, if this game is at home, they win. I think that they will win this the the next time they play at home. Um, and then another another thing, not really trying to get too sidetracked, but we'll get a really good indicator of how. So let's just say. Bears and and Vikings are even, right? Mm-hmm. We know that yeah. the Bears the Bears are better than the Bengals. They beat them, and Green Bay plays the Bengals this week. Yes. In fact, on uh, Thursday night, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. No, no, it's not Thursday night. Um, so that'll be a good indicator of where everyone sits in the division, kind of at least on paper type. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a good indicator there. See what Green Bay does against uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, it's the old thing where you know all the division plays this other division, you know, in the AFC. Yep, and then obviously you play your own division forever. Like <laughs> that's always yeah. how it goes. So yeah, it's a it's a good indicator. Chicago did beat a good Cincinnati team. Will Green Bay do it? Well, probably, but yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, yeah, they're on the road mm-hmm. since he's playing at home. Go get them, Bengals. Go get them. Come on. Roar, Tigers. Roar. Please. Please. Please beat them. We need it. We need it. Yes. Uh, thank God San Francisco beat them. Yeah, they, they saved that bad game for Seattle. But, <laughs> yeah, what a what a crazy game, though, obviously. The game, the whole game was nuts. Black and blue division. And it was black and blue offense, too, I guess you could call it. And it made fans black and blue just punching ourselves and 16 times and breaking TVs and all that. You know, I've, I've got about eight TVs broken in the in the garbage over there. Okay, I'm <laughs> just about. Uh, but, yeah, Ponder did look better. Um, one theory I have, and obviously this leads to a Jay Glazer report that uh, Ponder was actually uh, on a short leash going into this game, potentially. Potentially, it's all, you know. Obviously, Leslie Frazier denied it. Ponder was never on a short leash. You know, he was the he, he's the man. He's our quarterback. Blah blah blah. You know, that was after this Viking. You know, after the Bears game. Excuse me. Um, but to me, there was something different about Christian Ponder in this game. He looked more urgent, plain and simple. There was he actually looked urgent. Um, other than that horrible pick six he threw, he looked actually he looked like a different player in this game. He looked like a legit competitor, which you couldn't really say that at all pretty much most of his uh, career thus far. And that long play that he threw to Greg Jennings. Yeah. Uh, yes. Man, actually, I was pretty impressed that he held on to that ball. And I wouldn't be too surprised to see if there was maybe a fine put out for <laughs> that. Even, you know, I'm against all that stuff, but, I mean, that was a pretty wicked hit. And Ponder pretty much thread the needle on that play and zipped it in there and that was that was a sweet play was that the horse color one i can't now i'm trying to think of no not the horse no color. no it was it was later yeah. in the game it was later in the game got that, nailed yep 
Mm-hmm. The 22-yarder. I've got nailed. Yep, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know which one you mean now. Um, <laughs> one other thing I find funny, too, about, you know, the whole ponder and receivers and all that good stuff, of course. You know, every single interception, you, you, here's something i got to say. <laughs> I'm going to bash Jerome Simpson again. Yep, I'm going to do it. Yes, yes, imagine that. You can tell I'm a huge fan. Every single interception Christian Ponder throws, have you ever noticed that Jerome Simpson is the guy that the ball is being targeted to? It's every single time. And it's like, well, it was a, it was a route, or he tipped it up in the air a la Kadri Ishmael used to do to Warren Moon back in the day. He was the, he was the interception king of, uh, you know, he was the assistant interception guy. <laughs> He's not fighting for the ball, yeah. Yeah, yep. And he just knocked the ball in there and it would be picked off. Uh, Simpson, Jerome Simpson didn't come back for the ball, uh, to try to knock it down or whatever. He just, and he just kind of, he kind of Randy Mossed it like, ah, whatever, pl- take, taking the play off at that point. Cause I remember there a lot of times Randy Moss would have an interception throw and he'd just stand there and watch the guy run. I'm not going to get hurt trying to tackle. I don't get paid to tackle. Yeah. That's basically what the attitude was of Moss. And I saw the same thing out of Simpson. I'm not a fan. Please promote Cordell Patterson and demote Jerome Simpson to the third receiver. Because if this is the reason why Cordell Patterson was targeted, was it once last week and twice this week, and he caught the ball all three times he's been targeted so far this year. Yeah, three targets, three catches. (laughs) Maybe he's hoping that his tape gets out to some volleyball scouts out there. Who knows? Oh, oh, Jerome? Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to set it up. Yep, he's trying to do the set for the setter. Set, a, setting for the spike. He is a what he's setter. doing, he's spiking his own damn team into the loss column. He is. And he did it last year, too, a lot. Uh, his numbers are up, and he's made, that, he's made he's making deep catches and everything. But uh, I remember last week, the one time he didn't catch, you know, because tar- he was targeted eight times and mm-hmm. made seven catches, of course. What do you think that's, that eighth one was? It was an interception. Yep. <laughs> it's just I can't get over it. How many how many times when there's some kind of horrible interception, you just see Jerome Simpson there? It's always something like a bad route or blah, blah, blah. Like in the preseason, it was there was a Jerome Simpson deal where he ran wrong. <sighs> it made me sick. It makes me sick. So let's promote Cordell Patterson to, second, to number two receiver, please, coaches. These coaches are killing me. Yeah, just like when we did hmm. the breakdown, um, we're talking about uh, Webb. You know, being an athlete that needs to be out on the field, the same thing with this Patterson. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. holy cow, the, the guy, the guy, it can be you know a household name in the NFL. And and I love Wright too. I love Wright. He, I hated the drop he had, but yeah, Cordero could absolutely be a whole household name without a doubt. A lot like your receiver over there. Yes, that guy who catches nine thousand catch, who makes nine thousand catches every week. Is that the the Brandon guy? Yes. <laughs> that guy. He is a son of a gun, isn't he? You know, it's mm. it's funny that the Bears finally went out on the line and got a quarterback and a number one receiver. Uh-huh. Finally. I mean, yeah, how, exactly. how, long has it, how long has it been for, for Chicago? Like, I guess you could call McMahon and mm. Willie Gall, I guess. I mean, <sighs> but statistic-wise, like, doesn't even come close to Cutler and Marshall. Yeah, it's like de facto, you know, de facto kind of number one guys for pretty much forever. I, I was saying that on shows in the past, too. Yeah, it's just, yep, Chicago finally got the big-name quarterback-receiver combination, finally. I mean, look at the fine 
wide receiver history in the Chicago Bears history. I mean, <laughs> Wendell Davis. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, Tom Waddle. Yes. Actually, he's probably more of a slot. Um, you know, let's Bobby see. Ingram. Recent, recent, Hamne uh, Hamne guy. Devin or Roma to do. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying. How about that? Remember, if you say it fast enough, it doesn't matter if you mispronounce it. How about that? Hamne do. Fatu yeah. Malafala. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Malaf. What are you cussing? We better bleep that out. <laughs> that but, what sounds like it. Hasafasama. <laughs> uh, so you know, it's kind of nice to sit back and watch this team. Uh, you know, have an actual passing game. Mm-hmm. And Forte. Yeah, there was that oh that God. play where yeah. Forte fumbled. That wasn't a fumble, man. He was straight stripped. He was mugged. Mm-hmm. And robbed, mm-hmm. and boy, that was that was a fantastic play for the Vikings, man. He just that was just sheer brute force and weight. <laughs> he mm-hmm. just he just clamped on the ball, fell down, and pulled. Are you talking about my guy, Latroy Guyon? Your guy, yes. My guy, yep. You you probably heard me like talk about him like that. Yep. He's like he's like my. <laughs> He's like that little diamond in the rough, you know. Like, oh, he's, you know, I, I followed him. I mean, he kind of came. He literally came to the Vikings the same time I started recording this show. You know, he's a was a fourth round pick, fifth round. Uh, okay, I should know that, but yeah, he <laughs> just I mean, the way he kind of came in as an underdog, a backup in college. He was a backup defensive lineman in college. That you know, defensive tackle actually, but um, who was that little engine that could. Like, when he did play in his limited role, he always would get sacks and stuff, and turnovers, forced turnovers, stuff like that. And I just loved him. And I, and I remember him saying in his the little article, when he was drafted, he said he was just he was shaking. He was so shocked he got drafted, you know, even though he was just a backup. And then he came here as a backup and was, was similar that way. And now he's a starter. Yet it seemed like his production kind of was much more sporadic as a starter, but then to see that, I, I felt so good. Oh, felt so good for good, the guy. That was a good play. And, and you know mm-hmm. what? I like rooting for guys like that, too. Yeah, I, I love him. You know, he's finally a starter, you know, because of uh, Big Patrick, Pat, Fat Pat Williams uh, retired. <laughs> so, Big Patrick. <laughs> you like that? I like the Fat Pat reference. Yeah, yeah. That's what they call him here, Fat Pat. Yep. Oh, oh Latroy! I mean, I love Latroy. Fifth round pick, yeah. But it's like I should know that. I did know that, but it's just you know, in the heat of the mo- heat of the moment here, just kind of kind of well, slipped that one up. Let's be fair; it was yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, two thousand eight, April two thousand eight, which is when Purple Mafia started. Hey, no. hey. <laughs> so he's kind of the he's kind of my little twin, you know. He's my <laughs> he's my young twin. Yes, yes. So Minus yeah, a hundred. Huh. <laughs> Minus a couple hundred. Yeah, really, pretty much a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, no, no kidding, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I love the guy. You know, so that was it. That was such a big play, and it was one of those play, one of those moments too, where that's that's a potential dagger right there. That's gonna suck the life out of the Chicago Bears. The Vikings got this thing. They're gonna score a touchdown, and we are gonna actually win a game in Chicago for the first time since two thousand seven, when Adrian had his great breakout game, literally. In Chicago that day, and um, no, <laughs> we got our, we got a field goal out of it. Woohoo! Because we didn't go for it on fourth down, which I think personally it's risky. But what's the point of going up by six versus going up by by possibility of going up by ten? 
I mean, the offense was moving. Well, Joey, too. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. And you know that you got to get your points because yeah. if you just have the three on the board, you yeah. can get you can get beat by a touchdown. Yes, mm-hmm. but you can also get tied by by a field goal, and it would be easier. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fifty fifty yards. You only got to get to like the 35-yard line-ish around there. So it cuts the field by 30 to 40 yards mm-hmm. of where they would actually have to go to have a chance to tie the, the thing. So I could kind of see the points, mm-hmm. you know, taking your points when you can get them. Um, but, you know, you always think of the ifs, you know. Yeah. And, and hindsight... You know, going for it, yeah, yeah. But at that point in time, I think going for the points was 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 the right decision. I was thinking about it at the time too, and then I I kept going back and forth on it. It's and I yeah, and I heard from a local radio host. Might as well just say his name, Jeff Dubay, was saying anytime you just take a six point lead with three minutes left, you're basically you're basically just lost the game because <laughs> you just know the other team's going to come back and score because they're going to have four downs every single series you know they're not gonna they're not gonna punt or anything but um i think what leslie yeah. frazier was doing was uh mm. basically betting against jay cutler and yeah. for a few years yeah. um, he could have been the winner of that because jay will get frustrated and try to force things and yes. maybe we're seeing a different jay cutler this season but um he was prone for turnovers in those comeback situations mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what I was sitting there praying to God. Like, where's going to be that interception and, you know, the dagger, the official dagger. Here's the interception by, gosh, maybe Chris Cook will get his first turnover in his career. It's like, no, none of it. You know, <laughs> maybe somebody will fumble. But, no, I mean, it was really, if the Vikings were going to win this game, in my opinion, it was going to be an interception. It wasn't going to be a turnover on downs type of thing. It was going to be an interception where he'll force a play in the, you know, in between defenders that's just – will be a a no-no type of deal, and Vikings win. And, you know, that's going to happen usually in that type of situation when you have to score a touchdown, you're going to force something at some point. But the Vikings played the most prevent offense I've ever seen, or prevent defense. We played prevent offense too, yes, very much <laughs> so. Bill Mus- the Bill Musgrave offense is not a West Coast offense. You know how in the past they would debate, is it West Coast, is it this and that, because it doesn't really have an identity. No, it doesn't. And that means it's a horrible offense. It's a prevent offense. But the prevent defense the Vikings played was basically 20 yards is all yours. Just don't go deep. Please don't go deep on us. Yeah, and, and the the play leading up to Bennett's touchdown, it was a prevent covering Bennett because he was oh. wide open. No one was even near him. And that's the thing. That's where the coaches are absolutely to blame because the bad well, I mean, everybody's to blame ultimately, but, you know, and Aaron Henderson, the linebacker who's been playing terribly <laughs> so far because he's out of position. We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, he was saying they weren't uh, properly prepared for that play. And the Bears had used that play earlier in the game, which is funny. And the Vikings didn't adjust to it properly. The coaches didn't have the right set. And what's really bad here, obviously the coaches made the mistake having the wrong set out, but here's two things that come on the players. If it's the wrong set, you have to call timeout and fix it. You don't just stand out there and, and hope for the best. You just you can't do that. But at the same time, if 
if the play does happen, great players somehow find a way to make a play, unless it's absolutely hopeless. And Chris Cook was potentially close enough to make a play, um, and he didn't. He's just not good enough. <laughs> Plain and simple, he's not good enough. He's not a good cornerback. I would cut him tomorrow, but <laughs> <laughs> if, if we could. I I would. He's, he's done nothing in this league. Um, I would. I wish, really pray to God, I wish we could get Antoine Winfield back, but nah, he's not going to come out of retirement. You can tell. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's, it's too bad when you lose, you know, kind of, you know, you're, you're locked down guy for the most part. Oh, he's and, so good. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it just makes everything that the other guy does, like, magnified. But really, the, it was like the perfect play called against the, I don't know, the uncalled defense, I guess you could say, because there was no way anyone could have made a play on Bennett unless they split <sighs> themselves in two. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it turned out, isn't it? Yeah, cause they just beat us, didn't they? <laughs> the, the wides, you know, split out the coverage, and he was just out there in the flat, mm. just hanging out, chilling by himself. Hey, yo, Jay, uh, I'm wide open over here. You want to give me the ball? Come on, overthrow him, overthrow him. Oh, hey, that, nope. you know what? That's happened. Yeah, really? A lot. It, it does, it does. Because <laughs> you get so amped times, up, yeah. like, oh, that guy is totally wide open, no one around him. Like, you, you see him. six, you know, like dollar signs in a cartoon. Yeah. I just imagine Jay Keller's eyes just, instead of, you know, dollar signs they're like six symbols you know yeah ping and then wow i'm gonna hercules this ball to you and it winds up going you know literally gets two five excited. yards over his head yeah literally gets too excited <gasps> and it's like oh great well okay well we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow night no sorry that's a different, totally different sport there. I had to say that, though. <laughs> nice Picked point. off by the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a dream, right? If it was Christian Ponder, it probably would have been underthrown. But <gasps> did I say that out loud? Did I? <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to say about arm strength and Christian Ponder? <laughs> it is lacking. Mm. Oh, my God. I said it again. Mm. And we won't see him in one of those quarterback challenge uh, things. <laughs> Probably not. Well, maybe. Maybe if just to see what just probably the running part, right? They run around. That's about it. I would love to see him in there for that, but I guess that's about it. <laughs> that's about it, isn't it? Uh, so are, are we ready for our, for our urban legend? Urban legend it. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this bit. I kind of used it last week kind of randomly, but I'm going to try to turn it into a weekly bit. I should get a soundbite for it of some kind. I should make something for that, huh? So here's the urban. Yeah, I mean, last year it was it was Jarius Wright for like almost weekly for the first half of the year, and then the rest of the year it was John Carlson. Because yeah, <laughs> no one. He was a very good tight end for Seattle. He's worthless as you know what here. But to the point, the real true urban legend is Desmond Bishop. Hmm. Does he does he exist or is he a myth? Why won't the coaches? Why is he not playing? Desmond Bishop, remember him? The guy that played with Green Bay that was really good? Mm. Had a massive uh, hamstring issue that got fixed, and he's healthy and looked good at the end of the preseason, believe it or not. Preseason or not, he looked healthy. The linebackers are playing pathetic, <laughs> utterly pathetic. They can't tackle anybody right now. Uh, all kinds of talk about 
uh, Chad Greenway, who has been straight up awful. Um, people wondering, is it because he's is it because he's uh, trying to make up for Aaron Henderson? And when you do that, you look really bad, and so does the other guy. Or is it just Chad Greenway is not good? And I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle of that one. I don't like Chad Greenway that much for what he's being paid. But yeah, Aaron Henderson is playing out of position. Desmond Bishop is a middle linebacker. They need to put him. They need to put Desmond Bishop in there because uh, if the Vikings have any hopes of any type of uh, competence at the linebacker in the in the linebacker core right now, Desmond Bishop needs to be playing. So that's the urban legend of the week. Who is Desmond Bishop? What do you think is keeping him out of the lineup? Could it be Greenway's big contract? I, I don't know. It's really. I, I, I don't understand if they're punishing him because he was missing time in the preseason and wasn't coming back from like the little minor injuries or or if they're afraid that he's still hurt or what because there's he's not like on the injury report or anything. He yeah. he needs to be playing. This is really weird. Maybe they're going to work him in. Unless he's got uh, unless he's secretly been banned for substance abuse, I I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, and that's a weird thing, too, just like with baseball, where there's, like, stuff that's been in, been appealed that we don't even know about. <laughs> you don't? Yeah, sometimes you never know. I remember one year, the Timberwolves weren't playing Fred Fred Hoiberg, who was a great three-point shooter, and people were wondering, what's the deal? Why is he suddenly not playing? And it turned out he had some type of really strange issue where his... Uh, I don't know, was it, like, some massive artery by his heart was, like, this close to popping. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, that's why. Okay, but they never said anything. It's like, well, oh, that <laughs> not that weird? I remember that, like, there was some guys in the NBA that have uh, sickle cell anemia, which huh. makes the blood cells kind of look like, uh, kind of like they're concave. So it can do a lot of really weird things oh, wow. for you. And it's mostly uh, found in African Americans, and so there would be a few people that would skip the Denver games because mm-hmm. of the altitude. Oh, and weird! The sickle cell would really mm-hmm. affect their their health. Mm-hmm. So That's I don't know. There's it's a uh, it's not a mile high in Chicago though. No, it's not. It's it's by the lake, so it's a little bit lower there, just a little yeah. bit. Usually, lake area is the lowest. <laughs> you know, me being a California guy, when I did go to Chicago, mm-hmm. it was amazing to see. Pretty much, you know, snow at sea level. Yeah, that must have been something, huh? Because in a, Cal- a California kid, you go see the snow when you're in the mountains. Mm-hmm. You don't see the ocean. You might see a How dare you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, we're used to that around here. But, yeah, it's, it's funny how different things are, you know. It is, yeah, yeah. In some places, all it is is in mountains. In other places, it's, yeah, you get it in sea level, and it's a whole different world. I got- I got to have more uh, views of that uh, in Seattle area. Mm-hmm. Got to come to Minnesota. No. <laughs> yeah, you're always welcome, but. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to come and see Minnesota for real. Yeah, that'd be I cool. Really, mm. I would really love it. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. With that said, Jeff Locke is playing better now. Yay! No, <laughs> the rookie punter, he's playing better. That's a small little thing but actually it is important because field position is uh extremely important obviously in football um 
so the rookie punter's kicking better. That's good news because he was terrible in Detroit in his first game. Uh, Blair Walsh, I'm telling you, that guy is insanely good because, I mean, it just seems like, you know, those road games, right, when it's it's a close game and you just blew it, you know, you thought you were going to, you thought you were like, on a great scoring drive, now you're going to have to settle for a field goal and watch. He's going to miss now. Just watch. Nope. This yeah. guy is just, it's just, he's just the coolest customer I've seen as a as a kicker. And, and the Vikings have had some good kickers over the years, quite a few. But this guy is about as good as I've seen. It's just, boom, nope, it's perfect. Boom. It's just so calming to watch. You you know, there's so many times you just, you're shaking, you're nervous, like, oh, wow, watch, watch him miss. Now, you know, that's just going to really stress us out now, and we're going to really be screwed. He made it again. Don't kerplunk it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, on, on the awesome. whole special teams thing and, mm-hmm. and with Devin Hester, yeah. So this year, Devin Hester is only returning kick, so that's going to be his main focal point. So he's going to get some of these returns. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look too badly upon the special teams mm-hmm. as you would against, say, uh, you know, if if the Browns return one on you, you might have oh. a little bit of a problem. But yeah, I got to fuck firing people, right? No, <laughs> yeah, the Browns. Yeah. Who's on the Browns again? That's the urban legend of all time, right there. Who yeah, are the Cleveland the Browns? Browns? You know, who? who's on the Browns? Who? 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 Who's Miami's running back? Oh, <laughs> yep. That's the other thing I was getting to. Yep. His, yeah, <laughs> off the mic, it was like Miami has no running game. So Cleveland's run defense is not nearly as good as it looked. Um, but, yeah, Devin Hester's. Yeah, just a little more exciting than the Cleveland Browns. My goodness. He's, he's about as good of a kick returner that's ever lived. And there have been some good ones. Detroit had a great one forever, you know. Um, this guy's a beast, though, man. Devin Hester is awesome. Oh, you were just in awe of Devin Hester's awesomeness, wasn't he? Or weren't you? Mm-mm-mm. So with that, uh, man, it's all about the Vikings coaches need to, yeah, they, I don't even know what to think about them at this point. They lose to Cleveland, I think. I think nobody's job is safe. <laughs> uh, I don't see that happening, though. I, I mean, there's just no. no way. I mean, Cleveland is pretty much <laughs> the worst team in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And yep. there's no real looking up. No. Cleveland is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And, boy, I, shame on Baltimore for only scoring four, 14 points on them at home in, in the Brown Bowl. Um, yep, that, that's the Brown Bowl. Who, who do you think is the better team, though, between those two since since the original Browns left? Huh. <laughs> you yeah. You think, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, too. Like, Cleveland was on track mm-hmm. to becoming one of those really great teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you look back at it now, all those coaches that become head coaches and all successful and, and a lot of the players. Yeah, Belichick, you know. Mm-hmm. It just was like it was gonna happen. It was gonna happen big for this franchise, and then they just, you know, the city took a dump on them, and they said to hell with it. Mm-hmm. That was a shame, huge shame. Yeah, the 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 dog pound. So much for the dog pound. Now they're just a bunch of sled dogs, I guess. Yeah. That's what they should call them, Cleveland Sled Dogs. That is a terrible expansion team. I, they're still an expansion team, literally. They're, they never they, came out of it. 
Hmm? Yeah, that's. They need more draft picks or something. I don't know. I, I don't understand it. it. There's just nothing going on, man. Yeah, Baltimore, two Super Bowls. What a man! Remember how good they were. Yeah, like you know they had that receiver named Michael Jackson. I always got a kick out of that. Mm, yeah, Michael Jackson. Okay. Sure. Mm. <laughs> uh, Vinny Testaverde, all those nice players. I mean, yeah, that was a. Uh, I really enjoyed that team. They had a couple of man years. Didn't they have Webster they Slaughter, wasn't that another guy? Yeah, I think so. Something I, Slaughter, I think. I remember. I it, think I remember that. It's like slightly ringing a bell, and you, I'm not sure. And of course, be... Ernest Biner fumbling. Mm-hmm. That's sure. that's bad. That's bad of me to say that Ernest huh. Binder fumbling because he was he was a really good running back. Mm-hmm. It's just not really fair for me to focus on his one one uh, downfall. Really, it, they would have never even been there if if Ernest Biner wasn't on that squad. So I I take that back. Sounds like you're talking about Adrian a little bit there, doesn't it? No. Oh, no way. No way. Yeah, Mr. Fumbler. No, not even in the same league no. as Adrian Peterson. Not even. No, that was bad. Adrian, Adrian's one of the top-notch backs, and if for some reason he's not, you know, on top of the rushing, uh, you know, yardage for lifetime as he retires, I think that he could definitely be, um, you know, one of those guys that are held in highest regards, say, like a Gale Sayers type. Ooh, yes. And, yep, the guy who could split in two. Yeah. That's what they it's say. A, it's a for Adrian can do both. He can he can not only split in two, he can split you in two. Mm-hmm. He's a, he is a absolute beast. Power and, and speed. Mm-hmm. And I do like your, your running back a lot because he can actually catch the ball and be a huge factor. You know, for a little guy, I'm. I was so impressed. Mm-hmm. Like when they when they first got Forte, I was like, "It's a little guy. What's he gonna do? It's be a little skitty, 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 scat, 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 scat." I'm gonna try to Reggie Bush all in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And the That's Bears the don't I was play thinking. that. Mm-hmm. Bears don't play that. Mm-hmm. It's here's the ball. It's it's almost like the Denver offense. Here's the well, the old Denver offense. Here's the ball. Make one cut. You're done. Mm-hmm. Run downhill. That's pretty much what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Straight. And that's I, what he's done. Straight I'm, line. I'm yeah, impressed he, that he's been so successful for a smaller guy. Yeah, you need the big you need <laughs> the big beast like an Adrian type for that. Yeah, generally yeah, you no think. Yeah, no kidding. But. He would be the prototype back for that for that offense there, but mm-hmm. Well, the Bears weren't willing to move up or take a chance in the draft, no. and that's what happens. No. Uh, but I th- I think that year um uh, we got uh, what was his name? Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! He doesn't play for the team anymore. I remember that <laughs> from I'm Mr. A- Abilene Christian. I think they traded out of the first oh, round. Wow! For uh, <laughs> what the heck's his name? Dang it! I think he plays for the Texans. For Adrian Peterson? No, I'm kidding. The other Adrian Peterson, right? Yeah. Do some digging. Ah, uh, Greg Olson was does it was a tight end drafted in 2007 by the Bears. Oh, okay. 31st overall. Oh. I was thinking of 06 then, I bet. You know what? That was actually yeah. a good pick there for a little while. I don't know what old boy's doing now, but... Yeah, he was good. Yep, yep, yep. I know the name. I know the name fairly well. Yes, Greg Olson. Ah, I saw him just recently. Like, not... Yeah, I saw his name. I saw his name come up just recently. Look at us. 
Look at us getting random here, but that's that's how we're getting all sidetracked on stuff that doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. That's what Joey does. That's I bring that out of Joey when I'm I'm a superstar. Uh, Carolina, yeah, I was looking at Carolina recently. That's That's right. That's right. That's right. Greg, you know, number eighty-eight. Yeah, I I remember him being decent with the Bears, like not superstar, but but good. You know, something I wish John Carlson could be. No, now, now, now that I remember, didn't they? Didn't Carolina get Olsen and Shockey at one point? I know, uh, stretching the limits. I, I so. for some reason, I, I, I think I remember that. Jeremy Shockey? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. I think so. That sounds familiar. Jeremy Shockey. How dare you bring that name up, Mister? Uh, I refuse to catch a touchdown because I just don't want you to. I Mr. want you to draft wrap me. my team out. Mm-hmm. That guy was a bastard. <laughs> uh, look at me. Yep, he is an unsigned free agent. Yeah, go sure. Jeremy. Yeah, he he did play with Carolina for a short time, if I do remember. Yes, he did in 2011, and he has been unemployed since. <gasps> Congratulations, Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> you pissed everyone off. Mm-hmm. Way to go, yeah. Jose. Cons- I mean, uh, uh, Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> the juice ball. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So... Man, in, any final thoughts on the Bears uh, and Vikings? You know, it was a it was a good win for the for the Bears, obviously, and a tough loss for the Vikings. Yeah. But really, it it, oh. it shows that these two teams are a lot closer than I thought, and mm-hmm. maybe even a lot of people have thought. Mm-hmm. It's so gonna... I think I think it's on the up and up for for Minnesota here. I mean, winning a, a I mean losing. A road game by one point is is nothing nothing to be ashamed about, yeah. uh, especially against you know a, a a fairly decent team, a team that you battled with last season to eventually beat out of a playoff spot after you're so far behind. Now it's a different story when you go into Cleveland because Cleveland's got nothing really going, and I I can mm-hmm. hear people saying, "Oh well, they almost beat Baltimore." Well, let's be honest, Baltimore ain't the same team this year. They're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. They're, they're not, even not even close to the same team. And Ray Rice got hurt. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's a huge hit. And they did lose by more than a touchdown. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. And that's, you know, even eight points, it doesn't sound like a lot. But it's you know, losing by eight is not good. You don't want to be – you don't want the line to be eight points in a, in a, at the betting table per se. Not that I've ever bet anything, but... Yeah. So, I mean, Minnesota's going to march into Cleveland, and they're mm-hmm. going to stomp that ass. It's a, Just, it, that's all I have to say. It's a it, it's a home game, so it'll be even easier. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, they, if oh. we can't beat Cleveland at home, oh, fire I, the whole first, staff. Why was I thinking that it was a road game? Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's just eh, because basically that's all the Vikings do is play on the road this year. <laughs> It's almost like they're like petitioning the, against the Mall of America field because it's oh, the yeah, last my year. Mistake. No. Sorry about that. Wow, that's, oh, no, that's gonna cool. be a, that's gonna be a murdering then. Yeah, it it has to be. That's what I'm saying. It's like Vikings lose this game, just 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 go away, guys. I'm just, gonna say it's easy retire. three score game minimum, mm-hmm. seventeen point minimum. They're gonna but destroy them. They should. I I'm so worried. I had it at like twenty four fourteen. <laughs> just. I'm oh, crazy. No. Yep, yep. That's no, what we'll be and if they can that. put, here's the deal: if if the Vikings <laughs> can put a 30 spot on the Bears yeah, in Chicago, think. they sure as hell can put a 30 spot on Cleveland at home. 
You would think, but maybe they'll just get lazy, though. You know how teams do that? Where Chicago was more of a dogfight. Look, look for Adrian to have a monster game. Ponder with a couple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one pick. Let's say mm-hmm. one pick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yep, you'll you'll be hearing that in the when I get to the the uh, the preview and the and uh, <laughs> the and the, the mailbag segment in the next two segments. We'll call them. Yep, this is going to be a big show, but it's the way it goes. It's fun because it's Viking Bears. It's my favorite matchup, basically. Oh, I love this. And we'll Especially have to when do it again. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. We and we will do it again if you're okay with that. If you're okay oh, with. Yeah. We will definitely do it again. Vikings Bears is Joey and Dylan. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> that is a uh, that is stamped right here. If, if if you heard that noise, there we go. Big stamp. Joey and Dylan on Purple Mafia and playoffs. Playoff football is the same thing. Yes, sir. Always. Yep. The door is always open. The Purple Mafia door. They. Well, yeah. Okay. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> but, no. Thanks again. Uh, yeah. Definitely. If. Um, Tough, definitely, obviously a tough loss. Going 0-2 is not what we wanted, but you're going to lose division games on the road. That's just going to happen. You Hopefully Minnesota, hopefully we can overcome it with a win in Green Bay. Something crazy like that. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. Chicago, great start for, for a Trestman, no doubt about it. So basically, and of course Jay Cutler, a great start for him too. Suddenly he's clutch. That's a good sign for the Bears. We shall see. Are they a playoff team or are they not? But if they do get to the playoffs, I think Chicago will be advancing past the first round. Wink, wink. Ooh. Yes, sir. I do think they will advance unless they unless they run into, like, you know, San Francisco or something, then probably not. But <laughs> who knows? Hopefully for San Francisco's sake, they are not in the wild card round because they will lose to Seattle at some point <laughs> if, if that's the case. Um so with that said, so I'm not running on too much longer, I hope. Uh, thanks again so much for joining, Dylan. I always love it. And Well, thanks for having me, Joey. You know, I enjoy enjoy talking sports with you. No doubt. I enjoy talking about the Vikings in our black and blue division. It's mm. always fun. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll always be on, too. Yep, uh, on, at minimum against Chicago in, in the playoff games, but, yeah, maybe even more, too. Heck, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about them. Packers, yes. <laughs> you up? We all know what you like to call them. Yeah. Yep. The Peckers. Hashtag yep. Peckers. Hashtag, hashtag Peckers. <laughs> so with that, we will take the break, and then you'll you'll hear me solo talking very briefly about the Browns, and and I'll close with the mailbag and all that good stuff. So with that, here's a word from our sponsor. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going round, like sad dreams. We are going down in an endless sea. 
And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 146, which is always a reminder for all of you iPod users and Android device users and all that good stuff. Thank you again for checking in with us today. Also from Dakota Sports FM as well. So many ways to listen to Purple Mafia. iTunes, Double Twist, TuneIn Radio via Dakota Sports FM. Just lots of great ways to listen to this show. So thanks always for that. Yeah, the Vikings will be playing the Cleveland Browns. I almost said the Cleveland Cavaliers because I've got basketball on my mind for whatever reason. And obviously the Cleveland Browns have been a massive non-factor in the NFL for quite a while. Uh, sorry, Vince Germano, of course, who may be listening to this show. Big Lakers fan, big fan of Timberwolves Explosion, another podcast I do. He's a big Browns fan out of, out, out of Australia. A big Cleveland Browns fan, but yeah, unfortunately that franchise since, uh, you know, re-entering the league, we'll call it, restarting after Art Modell left, uh, allowed them to leave all their history in Cleveland after the... The old Browns became the Baltimore Ravens, so, yeah, <laughs> really not much new history has been made since then, since 1999. Oh, but Tim Couch, Tim Couch was great. No, that didn't work out at all. Uh, yeah, there was a Baltimore Bowl this weekend. <laughs> Again, the Baltimore Ravens, or no, not Baltimore Bowl, Brown Bowl would be a better way to say it. There was a Brown Bowl this weekend, and it was pretty brown. It was pretty poopy, yeah. Yep, the Cleveland Browns are 0-2. Um, then they also have an injury to Brandon Whedon, who also has not been very impressive, to be honest. You know, a guy who obviously came out of uh, college very late, <laughs> already turning 30 years old on October 14th, only his second year in the league, that being Brandon Whedon. He has an injured thumb. Yeah, an injured thumb uh, on, a late throw, on a throw late in the game that hit a Baltimore Ravens helmet. Man, that's uh, just didn't work out well for him. Uh, we may be see we may see a Jason Campbell sighting coming in on Sunday. Not sure that that's really much of a downgrade for Brandon Whedon. Honestly, uh, I'm not really impressed with Whedon at all. Uh, I feel for the Browns fans. I sympathize with them in a big way. You hate to see a team suffer as long as they have. I mean, they made the playoff. They've made the playoffs once in that that you know re reborn franchise history. It's uh, a shell of what the Cleveland Browns once were, the real Cleveland Browns, and what they are now with two Super Bowls in Baltimore. Baltimore Colts had a Super Bowl as well, but their team was stripped away as well. So, unfortunate to see cities lose their teams and those teams having success elsewhere. Uh, it's just the way it goes, though. I mean, hello Dallas Stars, Minnesota North Star fans. Yeah, they won the Stanley Cup in 99. Sore uh, thought right there. <laughs> There's also a season preview for the NHL and Minnesota Wild. Check out Brave the Wild. So there you go. Not trying to plug. Honest, honest to God, not trying to. It just happened to come into the conversation because the team is relocating. So apologize for that. Um, yeah, the Brown Bowl. <laughs> a 14-6 to boring game. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the Cleveland Browns are just... I mean, what, what is there to say about the Cleveland Browns? They're useless. They really are. Uh, there's one player on the team that's really, at least on the offensive side of the ball, that's halfway decent. That's Trent Richardson. And even he didn't look all that great against the Baltimore Ravens, though not many runners happen to have the greatest games of all time against Baltimore. Just an overall great defense. Overall great defense by the Baltimore Ravens. 
Trent Richardson only with 3.2 yards of carry, 58 yards, meh. Um, and yeah, you look at the, you know, it's like, you know, I was looking at the, the rushing yardage allowed by the Cleveland Browns, and it's like, man, it's, they have the fourth best uh, rush defense in the league uh, through two games, but it's like, hey, you know, you got to look at who they played. And, well, Baltimore, well, Ray, Ray Rice got hurt. Bernard Pierce, not too impressive either. Actually, had a less impressive game than Trent Richardson. Had another carry, about the same amount of yards, and so obviously only three yards a carry. Did get a touchdown in the game, but the longest run allowed in the entire game was 14 yards by Ray Rice. So that's just one. You know, obviously Ray Rice is a great, is a pretty darn good running back, but he's not, he's not, you know, uber talented. He's he's not top three. You know, he's just not. Maybe he's top five, top ten, but not. Well, I don't know about top five. More like top ten. Pardon me for that, guys. Um, but no, <laughs> Baltimore is one thing, but the Miami Dolphins are another, uh, and the Miami Dolphins beat the Browns pretty convincingly in the first game, was a 23 to 10, but here's the thing, I mean, Miami has no running back, folks, they have no running game at all, 23-10, that's correct, great, uh, effort by the Cleveland Browns at home, getting, just, getting beaten pretty soundly by the Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill is a nice up-and-comer, uh, Reedon had three interceptions in the game, attempted 53 passes. Unbelievable in that game. But, yeah, I mean, Trent Richardson, not off to any type of exciting start. But look at Miami has at the running, for running backs. Daniel Thomas, he's done absolutely nothing. His best year so far in the NFL was 153 yards. Was it last year, two years ago? Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, 10 rushes, 3 yards. Need I say more? Ryan Tannehill got three yards rushing in the game as well. <laughs> so, really, nothing to offer. I mean, Lamar Miller is like a third-string guy. He's he's no better than Matt Asiata so far in the league. At best, a fourth-round running back who's gotten 76 yards, career yards in the league. So, Miami, absolutely nothing to offer in the running game. So, Cleveland's uh, run defense a little bit uh, bloated with uh, really weak opponents thus far. Again, Ray Rice is not a bad player, but he was hurt in the game. So, <laughs> it's a home game for the Minnesota Vikings, with that said. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I think, is going to have a special game this week. I do. I think that little fourth, <laughs> fourth best run defense in football is going to be... <laughs> Uh, Dylan Richardson's just still giving me a LOL, the Browns, uh, live message here. Gotta love that. And that's about it. But yeah, back to, back to Adrian Peterson. Thank you for that, Dylan. <laughs> uh, that's just hilarious timing there. Uh, he's going to have a breakout game. He talked to Paul Allen yesterday after the game, just briefly said, give me an honest opinion what you think about my game today. And you could tell Adrian Peterson, it bugged him. Uh, Paul Allen gave him a response of, you know, I'll get back to you later. You know, it's a little, you know, I don't know what to tell you right now. Give me a minute to think about it. And then Paul Allen came back to, don't you think maybe you, maybe just maybe you're trying too hard, trying too hard to you know, hit a home run on every single play, blah, 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 blah. And then of course he wouldn't tell us what Adrian Peterson said after that. Why the mystery? I have no idea. I mean, sometimes these little clicks that players and, and media members get into, 
I don't understand it. It's what's the mystery here? Did, did you know there nobody died and whatever? I mean, it's not like there's any type of secret, you know, that's really about what Adrian Peterson responded to that. What's he gonna say? Bleep you? No, <laughs> I mean, no, he's not gonna even say that either. But no, enough of all that. <laughs> Adrian Peterson's gonna break out on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns, in my opinion. I think he's well overdue for that. Uh, it is a home game. It is, uh, uh, it's a must-win game for the Minnesota Vikings if they're to be taken any slightly serious this season. Now, a lot of people would tell you the season's pretty much, the Vikings are pretty much screwed. I mean, you can't lose two divisional games right out of the gate to begin the year. And, yeah, winning in Detroit is hard. Winning in Chicago lately has been almost impossible, unless you're the 98 Vikings with, you know, Randy Moss catching, like, you know, easy touchdowns against that putrid uh, secondary that they had back then. <sighs> but, um, yeah, I, 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 I expect an emotional victory for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Cleveland's pass defense was, was is it 12th so far after these two games? And to be 12th against, well, I mean, Joe Flacco's a good quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is a nice up-and-comer. So, that's not bad, but eh, at the same time, whatever, you know. I'm not all too scared of the Browns. They do have six sacks already, though, which is a decent statistic. It's better than the Vikings, I'll tell you that. The Vikings have two sacks. No, they actually have one because they took one away from Jared Allen. They took Jared Allen's sack away from him last week. Oh, boy. Gotta love that. Two sacks in two games for the Vikings. Uh, Cleveland, uh, they've deflected nine passes already. They've forced one fumble and they have one interception. So the good news there, so far Cleveland has only forced two turnovers in the first two games. Don't be surprised if we see another interception from Christian Ponder because he's going to be, he's just, you could just tell. Like I predicted last week and it wasn't that bold of a prediction that Christian Ponder is going to probably throw 20 interceptions this year or more if he does play uh, all or most of the games this year, he's probably going to get to the 20 interception range, and that's unfortunate. But it's reality. I think it's reality. What does he have? Four interceptions on the year already, at least, right? Or is it five? It's, yeah, good stuff. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. But, no, I don't fear the Cleveland Browns, especially not coming to the Metrodome. And the Vikings are so due to finally get to play at home. It's about freaking time. Yeah, the Vikings finally get to play at home. Yeah, Ponderous four interceptions. I I knew that, I promise. Obviously I knew that, but it's just sometimes you gotta wake up here. Sorry. <laughs> Thinking about other things here at the same time and it's just yeah, one of those deals. Um no, I don't fear the Cleveland Browns at all. I mean as as an old uh coworker used to ask me about the Timberwolves years ago, <laughs> who do they have? You know? And that's what I'm saying about the Cleveland Browns, really. Who do they have? Outside of a nice left tackle, who do they have? Uh, Trent Richardson, and he's not hes not really done all that much right now. Brandon Whedon, if, if he even plays, is not very good. Jason Campbell's okay. Uh, their wide receivers, well, Jordan Cameron looks all right, I guess. I mean, he's already got 200 yards on the year. So that's one decent <laughs> player, but really... He's off to a good start this year, but over his career, he hasn't done all that much. So, mm, it's just, yeah, who do the Browns have? Honest to God, who the hell do the Browns have? 
not much of anything. They, they really don't. Uh, it's one of the most vanilla, one of the most nameless teams in the NFL. I mean, it's the Browns. The Browns are even more of a nameless team than the Jacksonville Jaguars, folks, and that's saying something. It, it really is. Um, you could you sometimes you could call Miami that, but no, Miami seems to always have at least one big name, like Reggie Bush, like Mike Wallace, like Brandon Marshall. They always have somebody there. Do the Miami Dolphins? So <laughs> it's like Jason Taylor, guys like that. Cleveland has nobody like that. Nobody. Oh, but they have Trent Richardson again. It's just like, eh. So what? Great, they have Trent Richardson. We're happy for you. <laughs> Oh, my lord. Cleveland Browns. Mm-mm-mm. Cleveland Browns. So, it's like, what more can I say? The Vikings are going to win the football game. It's more a matter of what kind of game is it going to be for Minnesota. I think it's going to be similar to the Miami game, honestly. I think the Vikings pull off a 24-14. to 24-14 to win over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Again, Adrian Peterson has a, a big game. I think he has two touchdowns in the game. Christian Punter... Gets at least one passing touchdown, maybe two, depends. A defensive touchdown, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can't pick. I can't pick defensive touchdowns with the Minnesota Vikings right now, even though the Vikings defense was dramatically better against the vaunted Chicago Bears. <laughs> I say that lightly, but yeah, I'm not all that. Uh, not all that worried about. Cleveland coming into Minnesota. It's just, you look over, I, I just can't get over, you just look over the whole team, and it's just, mm, there's just nothing going on with that team. Really nothing, yeah, they have a nice center, they have a nice left tackle. <laughs> that's that's great. Um, what, do you, what do you do? What do you do? I mean, Jordan Cameron, okay, yeah, he's a tight end, but I'm just saying, he's an okay tight end. Not anything to really brag about. I mean, I, I think I'm really going too long on the uh, <laughs> Cleveland Browns right now, aren't I? It's, yeah. Whatever. Oh, they have Billy Cundiff, though. Oh, yep, he might miss a field goal in a big in a conference final game. There's a, there's a recognizable name, yeah, for a bad reason. All right, enough about the Cleveland Browns. Vikings are going to win the game. End of story. It's a home game. It, it's not just because it's at home. The Vikings would probably beat Cleveland in Cleveland. They probably would. Um, even though they've been horrendous on the road for the last, like, umpteen years. And since at least 2009. I mean, the Vikings weren't even good in 2009 on the road, to be honest. But, yeah, they lost all, all four of their losses were on the road that year. Um, 24-14. to 14, I'm going to stick with that number. Uh, Cleveland's going to get uh, two scores in the game. You know, if they're, well, well, you know, at least two, yeah, I think they're going to get two scores. Is it, will it be 10? Will they go all the way up to 17? Ah, whatever. Who cares? What all that really matters is I think Minnesota is going to win. I think Adrian Peterson is going to have a huge breakout game. Ponder will be okay, like always. He's going to be Mr. Average. Uh, Bill Musgrave is going to be Mr. Vanilla, like he always will be. Hopefully the Vikings defense won't be vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think Cleveland's passing game is going to scare us or the running game, so whatever. It's just going to be one of those games where it's just like, yeah, a mediocre team's going to beat a bad team at home. Im Im imagine that. Have you ever seen that happen before? Of course you have. 
it's not the most exciting game preview, you know, game preview, but it's just, it just is what it is, isn't it? I mean, what, whatever. <laughs> uh, hopefully Cordero Patterson gets more involved in this offense. Obviously that's on the coaching staff. It's not on Cordero. I think he's done what he can. I think he's done more than, I, I think he's overachieved for the little amount of like uh, opportunity he's been given by this, by this Minnesota Vikings coaching staff, to be honest with you. It was a it was a pretty exciting introduction to the game, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, but outside of that, it's just give him the damn ball, right? I would love to see Cordero Patterson have some type of at least miniature breakout in this game. Maybe you'll see Greg Jennings score a touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised. He's he's due for something like that right now, big time. Don't be surprised at all. No, no, don't be. <laughs> so with that, for the sake of just ending this this preview of the Browns because it's just putting me to sleep thinking about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Browns fans. Sorry, Viking fans even. But just thinking of the Browns is just, eh, whatever. You know? Again, it is what it is. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to wrap things up with the mailbag segment, the Facebook page, Twitter account, all that good stuff. We'll be right back right after this. Again, we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 146. Always a reminder for all of you mobile device users, <laughs> MV3 players and all that good stuff. So, now to hear from you listeners out there. Yes, sir. The, the Mark Carlson's, the Bastion Balls, Brent Jacobson's, the Hall of Fame is back. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, boy. Sebastian, at one point, saying, bench, ponder, you got it like that. That was during the course of the week. Um, here we go. Uh, Mark Carlson was talking about the Detroit game. He said he's still suffering from the rugged loss to the Lions. I don't blame him. Actually, I read that last week. I apologize for that, listeners. Um, really, uh, Mark Carlson was talking about the Indomitian Sioux. Yeah, he got a $100,000 fine, by the way. So I hadn't talked about that yet on the show. I'm going to keep it super brief. Well deserved, but I do think suspension is the ultimate way to get to him. Domigan Sue, Mark Carlson saying nice big fine for Detroit's Sue, and will that help him learn? I hope so. I think uh, suspension is in order for Domigan Sue, but of course the NFL has not done that as of yet, which is extremely frustrating. Sebastian Balls mentioning that Jay Glazer said on Fox Sports that Christian Ponder's on a short leash. Honestly, I agree. I, I believe Jay Glazer. Uh, of course, uh, Christian Potter. Of course, Leslie Frazier denied it, saying, "Oh, Potter's never on a short leash." Potter was never on a short leash going into Chicago. Everything's cool. Uh, Christian Potter played with some serious urgency on Sunday, so I'm leaning towards Jay Glazer. You could tell there was a little extra to Christian Potter in that Bears game, and if you didn't see it, <laughs> if you didn't see it, you're not you're not experienced watching football, there was a desperation out of that young man. So it was, it was obviously nice to see him actually 
look a little more competitive out there. Ah, uh, Brent, you posted this last year. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, the top of the toilet seat looks exactly like the C of the Chicago Bears and says, Coincidence? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny. I'm not going to lie. It's funny. It does look like a toilet seat, doesn't it? <laughs> Just teasing him because he posted it last year, too. But it's it's out there. Uh, another thing by Brent saying that rumor has it Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman, of course, Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback, might have asked for a trade out of Tampa. If you were the Vikings and the price was right, what do you think? Do it or no thanks. If the price is right, I'd maybe consider it, but it's one of those deals where... <sighs> it's one of those deals where, okay, you get rid of a guy who's... You get rid of somebody in Christian Potter who's... A lot of people, you well, yeah, at that point, you would view as not the guy, right? Not the guy. So then you pick up a guy who also very likely is not your long-term future either. Uh, if it was like two years ago or a year and a half ago, my feelings of Josh Freeman were quite different. I mean, I thought he was a franchise quarterback, really exciting, one of the one of the great quarterbacks in this league. I mean, the way he ran all over the Vikings, passed, especially passed all over the Vikings in the Mall of America field last year when the Bucks came into town and throttled the Vikings. At the time, I thought derailing the Vikings' playoff hopes against a team that was very close in, in you know, win-loss record and all that good stuff. The way he tore up the Vikings, I thought, well, he's a lot better than Ponder. It would be a nice long-term solution for the Vikings. No, I don't know. He's obviously another problem child, and his overall game, his skill set, not quite what we thought. Uh, so I'm leaning towards no on that, but only because I think, well, you want to say we could do better, but every time we think we can do better, we really haven't yet. Um, yeah, you get rid of Tavares Jackson and Sage Rosenfels and all that good stuff, and you draft Christian Ponder. Well, yay. You know, sometimes the devil you know isn't as bad as the devil you don't know. And not calling Christian Ponder, Tavares Jackson, or all them the devil or anything, but just saying. <laughs> The, the the bad quarterback you know sometimes isn't as bad as the bad quarterback you don't know. Sometimes it's just the same old thing or it's even worse. Uh, Adam Carlson. Gotta mention Adam B. Carlson, of course, host of the Purple People podcast. I forgot to shout out to him last week. Very kind, very kind guy. We're, we're about the same age. I'm 34. He's 33. Uh, following the Vikings for quite a while, both of us. Uh, we both have always kind of wanted to be like radio or, or, or writing or all that good stuff. Uh, Adam also writes. So just want to give him a shout-out as well. He gave me a nice shout-out on his show. Him and uh, Kyle West. You know, good good guys. Really nice show. So just thought I'd mention that. Even though they're com you, know, you could call him a competitor and they could call me a competitor, all that good stuff. But in the end, hey, I like to extend my hand and say welcome or hello and, you know, just you know, just offer friendship. I, I'm more of a friendly type. I'm not the type that's like, screw them, hate them. Oh, oh, one star on their show. You know, all that good stuff. Oh, screw them. You know, I'm more, say, I'd, I'd rather be friendly than a rival with anybody, quite frankly. I, I, unless it involves, like, playing in sports, then it's a whole other story. If You know, but I'm never a jerk about it. I just want to win, that's all. But <laughs> uh, there's, not, there's no point in, like, kicking down somebody's show when it's a perfectly good show. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything wrong with mine either. So it's one of those deals. And, of course, if they're a good guy, too, it makes it even better. So Adam 
Carlson is a good guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just like Mark Carlson is a really good guy as well. Now, Adam's out of Michigan. Mark is out of Iowa. Gotta love Mark Carlson. Always has such nice things to say. Always posting and sharing Purple Mafia show on Facebook. Always appreciate it. And his son, um, Anthony Carlson, always interacting with me on Twitter as well. Really appreciate you guys. Just uh, let you know that. <laughs> I wish John Carlson was as... Uh, I wish I had as happy, warm feelings about John Carlson as I do about Mark, Anthony, and Adam. Yeah, I, I <laughs> John Carlson. Yeah, well, yeah, you heard me and Dylan talk about that guy, right? Yeah, hope hopefully, right? Hope, hope hopefully you heard it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not positive on my side. I'm pretty sure. Well, let's try to check out the uh, Vikings-Bears thread. I like to do that to keep things organized, but boy, does that thing fill up in a hurry because everybody kind of just says this and that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny how the uh, Fox Network, yes, that's right, Fox, they fumbled the broadcast. Yeah, Mark Carlson mentioned that. Sebastian saying this must be embarrassing. Yeah, it was weird because what's really strange is we kind of sort, uh, yeah, kind of sort of blew a little, blew a little fuse right at the exact same time, which is really weird. Um, yeah, so I had to go down to the box and like turn the switch. Not difficult. And I didn't really blow a fuse. Just kind of, it was a more of a prevention type of thing where the box shuts off. We all know about what that is, that circuit breaker, whatever. Um, turned it back on, only to see the Fox logo on the screen and uh, poor audio coming out of the TV. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, just like, what are the odds of that happening at the same time? What, what did we get attacked yet by Syria or something? Okay, I, okay, sorry. Too soon? Too soon? Yeah. Sorry. I probably, yeah. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not trying to make any shots about anything. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm glad we didn't. Praise the Lord that we didn't, right? Oh, man. Yeah, Mark was communicating with Dave Hickey of the games out at his house as well. Dave didn't respond in there. I know Dave posted something somewhere. Hope that can get a... There he goes. Uh, Dave was saying, we need to hit the receivers involved. That will open up AP, and it's time for the defense to turn them over. Well, we kind of did a lot of that. Uh, it was kind of a balanced, kind of a surprisingly balanced effort by the Vikings on the offensive side of the ball. But, Yeah. Sebastian summing it up here with a little vulgar language there, the son of a gun. Pond Bleeper is having a good half, and he was in the second half. So I mentioned that only because yeah, Ponder was having a nice half. Um, <laughs> Sebastian, I'm glad you said this because it just makes me happy again. Mentioning it one more time is uh, Latroy Guyon. Oh my God, I love Latroy Guyon. I do. You know, and he'd been kind of invisible as a starter, but he was able to strip that ball out. And Brent Jacobson saying, Latroy Guyon with the theft. Whoop, whoop. Yep, it was awesome. It really was. Mark Carlson. Here we go. I, I got to mention this because it was a nice, uh, nice, uh, <coughs> excuse me. It was a nice call that he made. He said, okay, time for our defense to rock the field. Nice call, Mark. He responds to himself there because it was a great call. That was right when Latroy Guyon stripped the ball away. That was pretty cool from Fort. No, I'm just kidding. Forte. I like to call him that because just a, that's an inside joke in my early podcasting days. <sighs> Cedric and Mark Carlson also getting a little pissed off of the Vikings continuing to kick the ball to Devin Hester. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Viking special teams. Well, 
Walsh is the a coolest, one of the coolest customers I've ever seen as a kicker. And this is only his second year in the league, but the guy is awesome. I absolutely love Blair Walsh. And Locke also had a nice rebound game from compared to an awful effort in Detroit. Very cool. Tony Coleman saying that for what it's worth, the game was going was going better than he had expected it. It was tied at the end of the third. <laughs> Thought it would have been a Bears blowout by now, and at that point anyway. And yeah, I mean, I was very surprised the way things uh, the way things turned for the Vikings. It was it was nice. Just unfortunately, everything fell apart. Dave Hickey throwing in that Chris Cook sucks bad, and I can't disagree with that. Dennis Carlson saying, pray for green grass all year so you can mow. He was responding to Mark Carlson, who was saying he was going to mow his yard now. (laughs) And, uh, yep, enjoyed talking to everybody on here. Uh, David Longfield posting a picture of Christian Ponder holding a cup with Samantha Ponder. Very interesting. Christian Ponder having a band-aid and bruises on his face. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was interesting. Mm, Malcolm Malcolm McSween saying at least we forced some turnovers. Other than that, the D wasn't all that good. Not when it mattered, Malcolm. Yeah, they weren't good when it mattered. And that's a, a drag, isn't it? That's a drag. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, that was a good take, though. Yeah, that was a good take by Mr. Malcolm there. Yes, sir. So... Thank you for all the posts, everybody. Uh, on there, I'm going to dig around a little bit more, just to be just because I just because I can and because I like you guys so much, right? Yeah, I had something and everything just went ape on me. Don't you just love that? Uh, Dominic and Sue, we talked about that for a little while, and there it is. Couple comments I was talking about Dominic and Seuss. Well, oh yeah, I was saying his agent is being persecuted by the NFL and the media. Oh no! It's like whatever. Gary Kenny saying, uh, "Learn how to tackle." <laughs> Jared Powell saying, "Make you you made your bed." And Gary Kenny responding with, "He's a dirty player that didn't that didn't figure it out with the helmet stomp last season. Pathetic." If he wants to low block block practice on ponder, ugh, look at you. That was good until the very end there. I mean, okay, yeah, okay. I understand you're frustrated with Ponder, but maybe let's not call for injuries. Uh, yeah, it's just, um, yeah. I'm not a big Ponder fan either all the time, but calling for injuries is not really worth it. All right, uh, Anthony on Twitter. So now uh, for Facebook, simply go to facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. And for Twitter, go or just look up at Purple Mafia Show. So very easy. Purple Mafia Show in both cases, Facebook and Twitter. Anthony Carlson tweeting last week saying, Still think I'm wrong about bringing in Tebow? Uh, it's not even if you're right or wrong. It's just not going to happen. It's just That's kind of how I look at it. Um, it's not going to happen. Uh, they spent money on Matt Castle. They're... Seem to be in bed with Ponder. Um, not sure they really need to cut McLeod Bethel Thompson to bring in Tebow, bring in all that attention for a third-string quarterback. That's just the way I see it. Um, I don't hate Tebow, but I don't like him either type of thing. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, D. Fry. Yep, D. Fry, Chicago Bears fan, saying, Thanks for the shout-out on your show, brother, and good luck this week. Thank you so much, D. Fry. Really appreciate it, and I will gladly give you a shout-out. 
all the time. Keep keep listening if you could too. Uh, <laughs> nice to have you on board, my friend. Very very cool. And there were a couple of those uh, Facebook or friends or Twitter friend would like uh, Shane tweets. So we'll leave that alone. Justin Day, yep, saying honored to get the gold star. Thought it would be, thought it would be for the take. Take the training wheels off Ponder, but I will take it. Um, yeah, no, I mean it was it was kind of gonna be for that, but then once you ripped Chad Greenway, it's like I had to jump on board because Chad Greenway is <laughs> Chad Greenway is not even adequate right now. And is the question is he trying bailing out Aaron Henderson or is he just this bad? I don't know. But where where wherefore art thou, Desmond Bishop, the urban legend? of the Minnesota Vikings, not only this week, but last week as well. He is the urban legend right now. The urban legend of Purple Mafia, episode 146, is Desmond Bishop. Coach Frazier, Alan Williams, Ziggy Wilf, and God knows who else, put Desmond Bishop in the game. Please. If he is physically capable of stepping on the field and playing linebacker, put him on there. Please, please put him out there. Please. For the love of God, put Desmond Bishop in there because this linebacking core is horse bleep. Desmond Bishop at 60% is better than the, than, than the rest of these guys right now. Um, again, is Chad Greenway playing as poorly as he is because he's making up for Aaron Henderson's uh, inadequacies at the middle linebacker spot? Either way, please put Desmond Bishop in there and put him at middle linebacker. Move Aaron Henderson to weak side, yes, with Chad Greenway and all that good stuff. Yeah, let's get those guys uh, in the right position. Sorry about the rocket here. I'm being stupid. Yes, for the love of God, please, please do that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's very frustrating. <laughs> Excuse me. D. Fry saying it's always a good game with Minnesota and Chicago. That was fun. Anthony saying he was looking forward to watching it. And, of course, how could you not be? Uh, then there's some more bouncing around. Here we go. Dennis, that at Kramer9 guy saying, maybe maybe roll to the left about Christian Ponder. Thanks, Musgrave. And it's definitely a mystery there. It really is a mystery with Bill Musgrave and Christian Ponder at times, the way things are going. Justin in Rochester was asking me when I was recording and when is a good time to have him on. Yeah, I mean, I, I apologize, Justin. I hope you're not mad at me because he stopped tweeting me after I said that you know, I usually do record Triple Mafia late at night, so it's hard to bring in people to be a co-host. See, Dylan lives in the West Coast, and he's and he's kind of a night owl because obviously he, because he works third shift. Uh, I'm not a night owl, but I'm more of a night owl than other people. You know, I don't work office hours; I work second shift oftentimes. So, yeah, uh, I record after work. I prefer to record at night. And if I'm a professional radio guy or or whatever, which I like to think I'm all, already at, but <laughs> uh, I I prefer to record when it's dark outside in the evening. It's just it's just a feel to it. I'm kind of a night radio guy, so some of you out there that get up early or whatever, and you want to be on this show, it's not easily done. You can always call in, but maybe you'd like to record at night sometime. I mean, it's all the door is open. Um, I don't always want co-hosts on the show necessarily either. Some, you know, I mean, it's kind of a rotating type of thing. Um, 
But no, I mean, to have somebody on like as a guest here and there, sure. I mean, I shouldn't turn it away either. I shouldn't, no. I mean, I'm sure Justin would be awesome on this show. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the door is open <laughs> at least once in a while to the idea. Yeah, it is. I'm just saying, but if anybody's looking for a permanent co-host thing, I don't think it's, I don't think that's something I'm looking for right now. That could change, but I don't think so. Uh, Matt Emer finally bouncing back again. I man, I miss Matt Emer. We said hello a bit there. Very cool. We gotta get to the end here. We gotta wrap things up. It's getting a bit long. Final post again. Anthony again. Anthony Antonio Fett saying so. As much as it sucks, we lost. It was a good game to watch, and it could have been way worse. Is it time to bring in Tebow yet? Oh, enough about Tebow. No, I'm kidding. Oh, Tebow. Okay, well, I've, I've already commented about TiVo. We'll leave, I'm going to leave that as is from here on. Uh, as for the game, yeah, sure. It was a good game to watch. It was damn frustrating, and there was a lot of sloppiness in the game, just like the Detroit game, and it seems like every time you play a division rival, the sloppiness, the sloppy factor is way high. It's, it's way high. It's up to our gizzards, the sloppiness factor, so... But it was an entertaining football game, and I would have been a lot happier behind this microphone if we could have made some type of play, knock the ball down, pick off Jay Cutler during that final drive. But as Jeff Dubay said on Ventline, when you're up, when you put yourself up by six points with three minutes left, you're asking to lose because that team has not doesn't have three downs to pass the ball; they have four, and they're going to go for it on every fourth down because they have no choice. And generally when that happens, they tend to move the chains. And when you play prevent defense, it prevents wins. End of story. We will end on that note. Outside of Minnesota is going to beat Cleveland this week. Yes. Uh, Don't forget, Purple Mafia is on thesportstuff.com. Don't forget to go to that website. Check out all the shows on there. Of course, I have Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild, but there's other great shows on there as well. You got Without a Curse for the Boston Red Sox, that being Alex Raymer. You have the Courtside Podcast. Yes, the Courtside Podcast with an Australian accent. Yes, sir. Rusty Bennett. And PMAC, you gotta love those guys. New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets. If you like those teams or not, it is an awesome show to listen to. And if you like basketball, you will adore it. And you will adore Timberwolves Explosion, too. (laughs) But, yeah. With that said, thank you always for listening, all of you. Uh, sometimes the mailbag segment's going to be a little long. Sometimes it's not. It's up to you how you feel about it. But I'm going to have it later in the show from now on just because I think it's a little better. And it's better to do shout-outs late in the show rather than early, if possible. So it's just more polite to, to the new listeners especially and um, just everyone as a whole. That <laughs> It's just it's more polite to keep the shout-outs later, so. Yeah, thank thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. The Vikings will finally have a win, and then off to London we go. Yes, hopefully I hear from Dan Taylor and Matt Emer then. Yep, the UK baby. Vikings are going to the UK. Yes, sir. So <laughs> until then, take care, everybody, and uh, enjoy this awesome September weather. Mm-hmm.